you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Fantasy baseball advice, taking your team to new highs. Starting line of shreds and waiver wire jams. Getting you ready for fantasy football. All you need to do is call Fantasy Sports Radio all summer long. Fantasy Sports Radio all summer long. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Hand off to Martin, goes up over the top. He scores a touchdown. History repeats. Peyton's first throw in a preseason game in Seattle was a short pass to Marvin Harrison. He turned it into a touchdown. Andrew's done the same this afternoon. Six-nothing goal. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Michael Vick coming off holding his hand. I think he hit his hand on a helmet. Peyton, time, sets, throws, pass caught, Decker, flipped off his feet inside the 15, first down Denver. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Jason Smith. Greetings and welcome. And we have a very big welcome before we dive into all the big news from week one of the NFL preseason. We'll kick it off with that abomination we saw last night on Monday Night Football. But, Fabs, you know, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, they put a lot of points on the board last night. Yeah. It, it was, it impressive was, game. Oof. Now I, something. Now you want to draft the Cowboys defense, don't you? <laughs> and I want to not draft Tony Romo well, and DeMarco Murray it, and Des Bryant and Miles Austin. Stop it. <laughs> so, and, and Andrew Luck will be the top-scoring quarterback in fantasy football based sure, on what not? he did in the first preseason game. Listen, th- this is one preseason game. It's not going to change anything. The one thing that I do have a little bit of a concern about is that the, fact, is the Cowboys offensive line does not look good. And there are some injuries there. Romo needs to be upright to actually throw the football thus scoring fantasy points. So let's see how that offensive line hopefully improves uh, as we get closer to the regular season here. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, joining us once again, our our partner in crime, Jerry Jones is with us to talk about the game last night. Jerry, what what did you see last night out of the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, uh, Hello. Just thing on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. You can you can talk now. Yeah, Go uh, well, the good the good friendly folks at uh, Sirius called me, and they, actually they called Rich uh, Dalrymple, our PR guy, <laughs> said they'd like to have me on, and uh, and I I thought to be the first choice to come in here and join you because I heard you were going to be a three man booth like that McGuire and Theismann and Patrick. Right. I tried to yeah. st- I, st- I tried to stay up to date with the broadcast. Committee. No, that, that that's fine. Yeah. And. Uh, Rich said, no, actually, they wanted David LaFleur first. And, uh, I, you know, I understood that. So then I said, well, surely I was the second choice. They said, no, Jim Jeffcoat. And uh, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, uh, good morning to you, Michael. Uh, appreciate you. Jerry, uh, 
appreciate you following our team and that uh, 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 three three to nothing barn burner was more like a burnt barn last night. I understand, but uh, I just want to take this time to invite you and all your friends out to uh, Cowboys Stadium to. Uh, catch some 15 yard outs from a true Cowboys legend Quincy Carter uh, <laughs> and, yeah that uh, was a great second round pick you had there Jerry you might have put some back. points on the board last we're night we're gonna Jerry. have uh, some autographed um, Avion Quezon football jerseys to give away <laughs> but uh, regarding the game last night I you know I said the window was closing made a lot of headlines uh, you know uh, listen we have to do the things that team has to do and one of those things we have to do is teach Doug Free how to play football <laughs> <laughs> Once we account, now he's he's hurt right now. Okay, so we make up for it by our center guard guard rotation being terrible. <laughs> <laughs> or as Eddie Murphy said in one of my favorite movies, uh, good and terrible. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, you look at that game, and I know what you're thinking that that we don't we don't have a plan. You know that 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 mm-hmm. I shouldn't be the GM. Uh, that was a three to nothing W. Okay. <laughs> That defense <laughs> shut down one of the most prolific attacks. You tell me right prolific now. Prolific Oakland Raiders attack. Uh, Fabs, that's enough. Uh, okay. Sorry, Jerry. Jason. Because Stabler, uh, Stabler could have put a lot of points on the board last night. Jason, let me tell you. How many teams could have stopped Terrell Pryor on fourth and 26? Nah, <laughs> not many. If Freddie Mitchell can do it against Green Bay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, what was Pryor? Th- you know why I didn't draft Terrell Pryor? Why is that? Because I wouldn't draft a quarter. Anthony Wright wouldn't have taken a sack on a screen pass on third down. <laughs> How do you get sacked on a screen pass? Okay. Dave Campo could have rolled out of that uh, pressure. <laughs> Who says we don't get great no. guests here How on about, NFL Fantasy Live? Welcome back to the show. Uh, the, the biggest member of our three-man booth. Elliot Harrison, just because you I think do you'd that be Jerry the Jones biggest. Impression. No, he's big because he can do the Jerry Jones impression. Oh, I thought you. Were, I can do we, a Dave Campo. I thought impression. we were met in terms of girth. No, no. Why do you always go to that, Fabs? Why do you go to that? I, I got to have fun with you, Smith. You know, you know, I love you, buddy. Well, I, yeah, I, he does D- Jerry Jones. I do Dave Campo. We should go on the road, Elliot, and and and, and do that. I could do, you know, Pete Hunter is a heck of a football player. You know <laughs> See? I do a little Dave Campo. No, Actually, but, it's... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do what you're going to say. I was going to say, it's uh, it's great to be back. You guys carried two weeks without me. I, we uh, took my dad on a road trip for his 70th, went and saw some historical sites, went to the Alamo, which was really cool. Uh, I am a native Texan, but there are a lot of towns in Texas I hadn't been to, so I unfortunately was not able to uh, make our first two fantasy shows. Uh, and That's uh, okay. The I, Cowboys didn't make the game last night. Well, I heard that you guys did a heck of a job. And, you know, now that I'm back, that means at 1 p.m. Pacific, a little something's going to be going down, you know, today that used yeah. to go down last season. Little, yeah. uh, little Star Wars Cantina action coming up. Fantasy Cantina. Yep, absolutely. Can't wait. I want to know, I, I, you, you know, you can hit us up, hit up the Sirius Facebook page. If someone can tell me the name of the band in Return of the Jedi, that's what I want to know. Can our listeners. The band in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, the band. You don't remember the band? Yeah, the I remember of, the band. Yeah, when when uh, when Luke shows up, you know, to visit Jabba or whatever. Right before Luke shows up, they have a mm-hmm. concert. They're having a party. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You don't remember oh, that? All right, all right, all right. I know what right, it is. Okay. You know what it is. Yeah, I, I just know Googled it. Just I want to know if any of our listeners, I just Googled who it. are in their car, maybe just know it off the top of their There's head. There's so many people that know it off the top of their head. Trust me, there's uh, so many. Do you want to see are. how good Fabs is, though, at uh, real quick at Star Wars trivia? How good Fabs is he? I just watched him Google it. No, I bet she doesn't. What was the name of the city where Han Solo negotiated in uh, Star Wars regarding the Falcon with uh, with Guido? Negotiated? Yeah, what was the name of the town? Where he oh, shot Mos the blaster? Mos- See, he yeah. didn't even have to look oh, it up. Oh, I know Mos But Eisley. that's easy. Okay. Come on, man. Is that too easy? Yeah, that was easy. What's not easy is trying to figure out what the Cowboys are going to do on offense. Well, one game. It's but, one but here's game. The thing. Here's the thing now is that they have so many question marks coming in. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. Your phone number is 888-963-2682. Answering your questions for the next couple hours here on Sirius 210 XM 87. That was seamless. Yeah, well, you know, look, that's why I get the medium-sized money. <laughs> you have so many questions for yeah. guys. All right. Top to bottom for the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Romo, how is he going to be able to achieve 
behind that horrendous offensive line. It, 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 let's say they don't get the chance to teach Doug Free how to play football. DeMarco Murray, can he stay healthy? Miles Austin, can he stay healthy? Des Bryant, can he be the guy this year to finally step out of Miles Austin's shadow and be the true number one fantasy wide receiver? There's so many questions. Jason Witten's the only lock. Okay, I know what I'm going to get out of Jason Witten. I'm going to get top five tight end production out of him, so I'm going to draft him accordingly. Look, he went in our auction draft. I got him for $4 late in the draft, and you know what you're going to get. But the other guys, it, it's, it's, it's all up in the air. Well, it's all up in the air. This is where reality and fantasy really meet. Sometimes they don't meet, and sometimes they do. And if you're thinking about, okay, what Cowboys am I going to draft and where am I going to draft them? Well, here's the problems you're dealing with. If you're a guy that's really high on DeMarco Murray, that's fine. But keep in mind that they've got one guard hurt, their right tackle's hurt, and their center's hurt. And not to mention these guards are retread from Carolina and Cincinnati. You've got to have an O-line to play football. Number two, Tony Romo is running for his life back there. Number three, Des Bryant has not shown that he can put a good half of football together. So if it's me, I'm laying back on almost every Dallas Cowboy. The one guy, I I agree with you that Jason Witten is solid, but is Jason Witten really going to go before the sixth round? I doubt it. I doubt it. He's a great tight end, but there's just too many other good players to take in the first five rounds of a fantasy draft. Michael Fabiano, I know you have an opinion on Miles Austin, which is you're a little scared. Listen, he, he had that one great year. The one gigantic year where he was one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. You remember that a few years back. But since then, inconsistency, injury, the hamstring. He missed a couple of times. He missed a couple of uh, games last year. And then when he came back, you and I, of course, remember that game where Romo threw the football against the Giants and Austin either lost it in the lights or Or couldn't couldn't accelerate accelerate because of the hamstring. And now he's got a hamstring again. To me, Des Bryant is the wide receiver to draft in Dallas this season. More upside. Miles Austin's got some injury concerns. So, so does Bryant, too. Uh, occasionally, this guy gets snicked up as well. But I'm not ready to wave the white flag on the Dallas Cowboys in fantasy at this point. It's like saying, well, Chris Johnson didn't look too good against the Seahawks in the first preseason game. I don't want anything to do with him. Or Andrew Luck was phenomenal. I'm going to draft him as my number one quarterback. Take it easy. Pump the brakes, as Elliot Harrison likes to say. We've still got another... Three weeks of preseason to go. And now, Alec Murray. I think DeMarco Murray is going to be the first Dallas Cowboy drafted in just about every single league. I think he's a borderline one or two, depending on the size of your league. If he stays healthy, caveat, right? We, we always have to say that with Murray. He's a 12, 1300 yard back, a guy who can maybe score you eight touchdowns on the ground. And if the Cowboys' pass attack flounders a little bit because of the injuries to Austin, and right now their third receiver is Ogletree, right? Elliot, yep, I think it's Kevin, Kevin Ogletree. Ogletree. Although they don't they want could, him to be the third They could receiver. lean on DeMarco Murray quite a bit. I, I think that's their plan is to try to do that, especially not have Tony Romo try to win games late in the fourth quarter. But you know, these are the two guys that I probably would be concerned about the least. Uh, obviously, with Miles Austin, you have the, the he's almost undraftable for me just because there's so much. You love that. You love that sentence. I, that, I'm owning, he's almost I'm undraftable, owning undraftable for me. I'm owning that word this year. In fact, I'm going to hashtag undraftable right now on Twitter just so I can own it. He's, he's not worth the risk for me. Des Bryant is worth the risk. I will take him first. Tony Romo, outside of the top five, once you get outside of those top five elite mm-hmm. quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round, mm-hmm. Romo is the next guy off the board for me. Because I have the least amount of concerns from him than I do from other. Look, Michael Vick's already banged up his, his How thumb. about Rivers? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers I like, but he's coming off a down season. And Philip Rivers' best seasons, Tony Romo has the same type of year. So it's not like suddenly Six someone's going to leapfrog him. Okay. You know, now, look, I think Matt Ryan could be my Matt Stafford breakout candidate this season, but I'm not going to take him over Tony Romo. It, I think he's the sixth quarterback off the board, but it's not going to come until after DeMarco Murray because as much as you want to take risks at running back, you have to take DeMarco Murray ahead of guys like Ryan Matthews and Trent Richardson because of the injury factor. Sure. So suddenly, not because of him, but because of what's happened in the running back position, guys like DeMarco Murray and Darren McFadden, suddenly they look a heck of a lot better than they did a week ago just because of what happened to two guys you were going to take ahead of them just a few days ago. You know, I, I want to piggyback something you said, and I want to throw something out to Fabs. Uh, one, regarding Romo and Rivers, I think most league analysts would put Rivers over Romo at this stage of their career. Just keep in mind that Romo has more escapability from the pocket, threw half as many interceptions, literally 10 to 20, and threw more touchdowns. Uh, as, as far as Romo's concerned, I, I think he's somebody you can hang your hat on. But I'd like to bring up a deep sleeper for the Cowboys. Deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. Deep sleeper. When you lose 3 nothing, there's no such thing as a deep sleeper. Everyone's av- Every job yeah, is okay. available. And this, is, <laughs> this probably is a misnomer, but I just mean this is definitely something you can get. 
in the last round of your fantasy draft. And Doug that Freak. is Doug Freak that is to play football. Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense has the potential to be very good. And I'm not saying by very good, I mean very good. I don't mean excellent. I don't mean great. I don't even necessarily mean they're going to be a breakout, i.e. top 10. They may be at 11 or 12 in fantasy. However, keep in mind, they're not starting Keith Brooking and Brady James at inside linebacker anymore. Now they've got Connor. They've got Sean Lee. They've got Bruce Carter, who was a top pick or their second-round pick last year. They got Brandon Carr from the Chiefs in free agency. They drafted Morris Claiborne in the first round. And actually, the one guy that's had a really good camp, I can't believe I'm saying this, is Barry Church, who's supposed to start at strong safety. You're talking about improvement all throughout their defense. I'm not saying they're going to be great. Just saying, this isn't the 20th-ranked fantasy defense in my mind. They are draftable, and they certainly are worth picking up on the waiver wire with good matchups. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. Number is 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. Also get in via Twitter at SiriusXMFANTASY. Now we have to get to the team that actually didn't score any points last night. Much we made fun of the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. At least the Cowboys were able to get that Dan Bailey field goal. I always liked Dan Bailey. I thought he was, he was a good player. He makes a good mixed drink, too. <laughs> what, what is Bailey? I don't even know what's in that. My dad is a big Baileys and coffee fan. Yeah, my dad's a big Bailey's and coffee. I don't know that I've ever had it. Bailey's is good. Oh, Bailey's! You know, you know the time to try Bailey's. Try Bailey's around Christmas time. That's the time. There's certain times of the year when it, it, where it'll, what yeah. direction has this show gone into? Darren we McFadden. went from Dan Bailey to drinking Bailey's at Christmas. That's Harrison for you. And my he's, mind, he's back. He's and my mind went straight to uh, Randy Quaid with the eggnog, and he had the black <laughs> thing under his his cream turtleneck. Remember that? And you didn't see Christmas fake? Of course I did. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? Can I ask, before you get into it, can I ask, what is your opinion on the Cowboys' defense? Are they completely undraftable? Are you totally waiver-wiring them? I almost guarantee they're going to be drafted in just about every single league. I think they should be. Outside of, like, the 10 teams or lower. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they've definitely improved with Brandon Carr, and hopefully Mo Claiborne gets out of the ice tub and gets on the field at some point. So that defense definitely has some value, and it's a Ryan-led defense, so they're going to be aggressive. Yep. Darren McFadden last night at least showed some kind of offense after Terrell Pryor started running for his life in the third and fourth quarter of the Mm -hmm. game. 38 yards on three carries. He looked powerful. He looked healthy. He looked ready to go. And not just because it's the first preseason game, but like I said a couple minutes ago, look at what's happened to the running back position. A week ago, you were taking Ryan Matthews before Darren McFadden. You were potentially taking Trent Richardson ahead of Darren McFadden just because you know about what the injury history is with Darren McFadden. But now, here he is. And I can't believe we're having an injury conversation about McFadden. He's the guy we're saying good things about, but he's moved up at at the very least. He's mid-second rounder, but he's moved up to the early part of the second round, late first, just because of yeah. the guys falling beside him. I actually him. said on uh, NFL Fantasy Live this morning that Darren McFadden is like that gorgeous girl that you wanted to ask out in high school, but you knew you were probably going to get burned by this girl. But the temptation was just too great, and you had to ask her out. Of course, that doesn't happen to Harrison. The girls ask him out. It sounds like it happened to you. What happened? Oh, God, it's happened to all of us. It has, but, I, but you bring it up, us. so I ask what happened to you. I just went on to the next. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> McFadden, to me, is right now a first-round pick, late first-round pick, no later than an early second-round pick. And is he going to burn you? Quite possibly. He's burned us all in the past. But I think he's going to stay healthy. It's just a hunch. I say he plays in at least 13, 14 games, so matches that career high uh, from a couple of years ago. And I think Greg Knapp's that zone-blocking scheme is going to be a perfect fit for McFadden, and there's no Michael Bush. Mike Mike Goodson, Taiwan Jones are behind him on the depth chart. Neither one of these guys is going to be taking any of those important goal-line carries away from Darren McFadden. So to me, guys, and I know that there's opinions out there that he's not worth a first-round pick because of the injury risk, and I can't argue with that. So you would ask him out. What what direction did yeah, you I mean, just go fantasy, with that, Harrison? He just he's, he's picturing you on Twitter saying, "Hey, Darren, want to go steady?" I asked out Aaron Gray. Gil Gerard's <laughs> people wouldn't let me get anywhere. <laughs> I near. loved Aaron Gray when I was oh, a kid. Who didn't? Oh, she was. So you know, if, if Ryan Matthews is a fantasy stud, then he's of the soft core variety, man. The All right, missed. <laughs> the guy right, you mean Harrison and, comes back. And he's taking the show. He's taking the, the show rails. over we, with Jimmy. Can we do a little Jerry quick Jones. math here? Let's, well, wait, a little, let's do a little quick math, real quick. Okay, Ryan Matthews out six weeks, four to six, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at him gone week one, week two. Fair, possibly. Yes. Okay. He says he's going to be back for week one, but probably. Okay. Probably. I'm. Um, I think conservatively missed two weeks. Okay. Okay. 
That means of 34 potential career starts for him, he'll have already missed 12 of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, Darren McFadden, I understand the injury concern. You've already referenced it. Okay? But who's a better player? Forget the injury. Who's a better player? Darren McFadden. I would have never in a kabillion years. And I said this when we did our team videos on NFL.com. I would never take Ryan Matthews over Darren McFadden. I understand the injury concerns. It's funny how that works, though, isn't it? You talk about it all off season, Jason. Then you sit down in front of the TV set and you watch the first quarter of last night's game, and you go, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah." I yeah. mean, you realize, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is how good this guy is." But yeah. it's all about what happened in front of him. You know, it's all about what's happened to these guys who are falling a little bit because the, the talent thing is is not a question. And even to go even further for McFadden, you know, Fab's brought up Greg Knapp, and this is something we we brought up on on the show today on NFL Fantasy Live is that everywhere Knapp has been, that first season. He's had a guy, no, whether you're a talented runner or not talented, have an incredible year. Mm-hmm. Warwick Dunn in Atlanta, 1,400 yards rushing. This is Warwick Dunn, mm-hmm. right? 1,400 yards rushing. He had Julius Jones in Seattle have 600 yards rushing. That was also the year Justin Forsett averaged six yards a carry, right? He had Arian Foster, who was undrafted yep. out of Tennessee, and look what he's done. Most yards the last, ever the last by couple an undrafted years. back. Justin Fargus in 2007 when he was with the Raiders the first yep. time around. 1,000 yards for Justin Fargus. Now here's a guy with more talent than any of those players. And you could say healthy, forget about 13. He could be 16, 17, 1,800 yards if he's healthy. But there's the big if. But because of what's going on around him, I don't normally change my mind on guys because I think one way about somebody and I, they really need something else. But when guys start getting injured, you can't just – you, you got to realize, okay, some guys have to move up and some guys have to move down because you – you, you can't try to talk your way around injuries and when a guy's going to come back and play. So McFadden's on the way up. I, I, he, right now, he's in a 10-team league, he's a second-rounder. In a 12-team league, he's a borderline first-round, early second-round pick. And I, I, you just have to go by what you see and, and go by who's out there. Because even even last year, if you had Arian Foster, you had a great season, but three and a half games he missed. So that's your number one guy that missed three and a half games. And again, this is this is what the running back position has come down to this season in fantasy football. This is the hardest, most questionable group of running backs that I can never remember people having to draft. You're, you've got one of the best over the last five years in Adrian Peterson that you are not sure that you can lean on because of the ACL injury. And is he going to play in the preseason? We don't know. And you've got Chris Johnson coming off a bad year. You've got Darren McFadden coming off of injury. So many guys coming off of injury. This is a topic we are going to talk about quite a bit uh, in the in the future, my friends. That's for sure. It's NFL Fantasy Live, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. The phone number is 888-XM-FANTASY. That's 888-963-2682. Coming up next, we'll answer your questions, get you set for your draft, or hopefully make you feel better about who you drafted already. Also, we have some big breaking news going on in the NFL. We kind of have an idea of how some quarterback competitions are going so far. What does that mean fantasy-wise? That's coming up next. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, a questionable group of characters as questionable that I've ever been around at Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Woo! 80s rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. From NFL Fantasy Live at the NFL Network and NFL.com, Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, Jim Palmer, Kurt Gowdy, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Jim Cott. Jim Cott. Who, who else is in that airplane in that? Who else is in that booth? It was it was it was Kurt Gowdy, Len Dawson, right? Uh Dr. Joyce Brothers. I'm Dr. Joyce Brothers was at the end. But I forget who else was in that, but that's kinda uh, how the was, studio feels. I don't feels. think it was Jim Cott. It wasn't Jim Cott? Maybe. I don't okay. remember. He was a big announcer there. Jim Cott might have been still playing in nineteen ninety or ninety one. He'd be like forty eight years old, but I think he was still playing. Do you hey, remember how are those how are those Mets, by the way? Hey, yeah. we made a trade. Mets, the Mets traded uh, Mets traded for uh, A-Rod today. You were talking about no, Naked didn't. Gun, right? Really. Yeah. No, I was talking about, well, yeah. Yeah, Naked Gun. Do you remember the last name of the pitcher that had the the duster under his hat? Oh, no, I don't. Spurlock, I think. It w- Spurlock? Yeah, and wasn't it Jay Johnstone that was up to bat? Oh, it was Jay Johnstone. Yeah, that's right. No, you're that's right. right. That's right. That's Spurlock. Yeah. Wow, very right. good. Wow, Harrison, you got schooled. I did. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> All right, as always, your phone number is 888-963-2682, 888-XM-FANTASY. Get to your calls coming up in a second. But a couple of uh, NFL quarterback uh, nuggets to get to here. Jake Locker, so far, 
is ahead of Matt Hasselbeck in the quarterback derby battle in mm-hmm. Tennessee right now. Still too early to declare a winner, but right now, obviously, it looks like he's go- he has the inside track. He's played well so far. If he wins this job, I think you throw him right smack dab in the middle of the mix of Andrew Luck, RG3, and those guys you could take with some upside that you take as your second quarterback because we saw him make plays last year. And, I, I look, I didn't think he was going to be this good. I thought Locker had trouble hitting receivers in college. When guys are covered better in the NFL, he's not going to be able to do it. But he showed the propensity to make plays, and the way he can make plays with his legs, I got him right there with Andrew Luck and RG3 as guys, hey, I'll take a chance on these guys as my second quarterback, and maybe they can turn into something for me down the road. I need to see something out of him, you know, from a classic sense. And, and what I mean by that is last year his best game was against the Saints in Nashville. It was the game that Matt Hasselbeck came in the first quarter and he, he uh, ruptured his calf. And Locker had to come in. He almost pulled the game out. But Locker didn't get the reps that week in practice, okay? So he was making a lot of plays out of the pocket, kind of feeling his way out there. Now you're looking at him as a quarterback who's supposed to understand the offense. That's great. But I'm not sure that he's not a better player in that Ben Roethlisberger or Tony Romo sense where he's making better plays when the play breaks down and he's got to use his mobility in that kind of thing. All right, dead silence. Yeah, well, I, I thought Fab <laughs> was going to jump in when I you mentioned too. Tony I, Romo. I, I, I was listening. Well, I was where listening would, you, where would you put Locker? If he, let's say Locker got named the starter tomorrow and you had to put mm-hmm. a number of a ranking for him. So uh, is he... Would he be 15 to 20? Yes. 20 to 25? Yeah, right in the 15 to 20 range. Uh, I like the upside there, so I'd draft him like over Carson Palmer. Maybe over Cutler. Maybe it's Ooh, close. Cutler. Cutler's tough. I like Cutler. Cutler yeah, I think Cutler's is a offensive line's lousy, though. That's, That's the true. one thing I worry about with him. Matt Schaub, I, I, think, I think in that area, that's where I'd put Locker. Uh, because I'm a guy who likes the upside. I, I draft him over Joe Flacco. I draft him over Sam Bradford as well, if we knew that he was going to be the guy. I See, I, I think as, as, as far as Jay Cutler goes, they keep 17 guys in now to block for him. So once they made that shift last year, when they realized that, okay, well, we can't just run this offense, and Mike Martz said, fine, I'll listen to everybody who says I should keep more blockers. And, oh, oh, wow, we're starting to win games and win by 20 and 25 points. So once they did that, they realized this is what's going to work for us. Brandon Marshall's going to keep take pressure off the defense. They're going to keep more blockers in to keep Cutler upright. I'm not worried about that part of it. I think Cutler, he could be that low-end one that, that you know we always wonder, when's going to be that year when he hits 30 touchdowns and, and becomes that good a quarterback, and I, I think this is that year for him. He, he, you know, he's back with Brandon Marshall, who you know is going to be motivated. You know, at least for one year, Brandon Marshall is going to be motivated. So I, I think I like him a little bit more than everybody else. But mm-hmm. you know, low end one, yeah, I think Cutler's in that in that range. I, I would I would say Locker would be in a in a high end two situation because I, I always like taking the backup quarterback with the upside. You know, you talked about mm-hmm. upside. Would I rather have Jake Locker or Carson Palmer? Well, if Locker wins a job, I'd rather have Jake Locker. We've seen the best from Carson Palmer. Right. I know people try to go safe with that second quarterback pick a lot, but I, I don't I don't know that that's the right philosophy to go with Fabs. I think you know, hey, look, you have your number one guy. Yep. Take a chance at number two. Right. If your right, guy gets hurt, you're, you're, you're stuck anyway, so it doesn't matter. How about we take a couple of calls? Absolutely. What do you think, Harrison? Oh, we have other wait, other big quarterback news we'll get to in a couple minutes, but I agree with you. Did guys. I hear Jason say that the Bears need 17 guys to protect Cutler now? Something like that. Guys. Yeah, because the Cowboys need 18. 18. <laughs> Todd in St. Louis, welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. What's your question, my friend? Hey, guys. Uh, what's up? What's up? Question for you. Uh, 10 team PPR. I have the number eight pick. Uh, it's a $1,000 entry fee. We pay out 150 a week for high points, head-to-head. Uh, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. It's just, you know, part of the, the lineup. But I'm just going to throw out a couple scenarios, and you guys take it from there. Um, at that eighth pick, are you looking running back, like possibly if the Chris Johnson slides down? I know you guys are high on McFadden later on. Uh, Breeze Brady, if they're available. In the second round, if it's coming back, or you guys, if Andre Johnson and Fitzgerald, uh, which I'm, you know, not really hepped up on them, if, if they're gone, do you possibly look at somebody like, uh, Jimmy Graham already that early? If you decide to take a quarterback in that first spot, Adrian Peterson and Ryan Matthews later on, I mean, I know it's, it's, a, it's a big hunch. But, All right, so you're looking. Well, you're looking at the. You're looking at the number eight pick PPR, and you're coming back, and you're looking for the first two rounds. Is what is what you're looking at philosophy and strategy. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's All do right. that. 
Number eight, look, you know me, Fabs. I always like a quarterback over running back. I, you know, I'm always, but I think at the eight point now, you have much more of a risk drafting running back than drafting quarterback. Because where would you be at eight? You know, you know, LaShawn McCoy and Ray Rice and Arian Foster are all going to be gone. Boom. The quarterbacks you're looking at are Stafford and Newton, likely. Right. Right, and then, but would you rather have Stafford or Newton at number eight, or would you rather say what about Darren, Darren McFadden? McFadden? I mean, who would who would you more who are you more confident in? At this point, I'm probably going with Stafford. That would be the guy that I would go after is is Matthew Stafford, and the reason why is because of what we saw last year and the league just becoming a quarterbacks league. And again, as much as I think McFadden can bounce back and actually play in more than 13 games this year. There's that risk involved, and it's a punishing position. Um, I'd likely go Stafford there. I'd, I'd hope to get McFadden on the way back in the early stages of round two, although I don't know that he'd be there. Are we talking a 12-team here? Uh, it's a 10-team, but, but I'm asking, what happens if Breeze and Brady are there? Well, if Breeze and well, yeah, Brady are there, then them you, you over should, Stafford and, and Cam Newton easily. You should do a, a, do a dance because yeah. at the eighth overall pick, to have either one of those guys available to you is going to be uh, a nice bargain for you. I can't believe there's, an, but I wouldn't worry about that because who who's really going to get taken? Ahead that that they're not going to be drafted there. Really, you never see, know. All leagues are so different. Back, is somebody, is someone's going to so jump up different. and get Calvin Johnson. I mean, maybe, but it, you know, this is a league where it's a thousand dollar entry fee. These are all serious players, so no one's going to come in and say, "I like Calvin Johnson at number five. I don't think that's going to happen. How about well, he's, well, going, t- he's actually going number? They're actually I know the first five already. Uh, Ray Rice, Foster, Calvin Johnson, uh, McCoy, and Rogers are your first five gone off the board. Oof! Wow. Well, go ahead, Jason. Better, better hope that Madden curse doesn't uh, doesn't come back and get you. Look, <laughs> I, I, if you know those are the top five, then the possibility. Yeah. If you know what the picks are going to be, then they could be there for you. Then yeah, then then okay, then that's what you're thinking of. I I would default to Breeze over Brady, but just by a little bit. I mean, you're kind of splitting hairs. It depends on who you'd like more as, as a quarterback. But really, you can't go wrong with either one because you know what the Saints are going to do. They're going to do what they've done every year the last four or five years, and you know the Patriots are still going to throw the football. Did they throw? a little bit more now with Brandon Lloyd? Do they do a little bit more because they're going to have Aaron Hernandez for a full season? Probably, but it's really it's your personal preference between the two of them. Let's say that, that Breeze, let's say he gets Breeze. Okay? If you're talking about a 10-team with the 8th overall pick, then that means he's coming back around at the uh, 13th pick overall. Okay, 13th pick, you could definitely get a great wide receiver, and McFadden will probably be sitting there. People are going to be afraid of him. You, you think he'll still be there right now? At 13, This yes. draft coming up right now, you yeah. think at 13? Yeah. He'd still be there? Yep. McFadden? Mm, yeah. I at 13? Mm. Right now, this There's moment a chance. in time, There's I don't know. There's a chance. There's a chance, but uh, it's it's a slim chance. You think people will take Gronk over McFadden? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, okay. So you start, start naming the names, and you'll find 12 guys before Darren McFadden gets taken. So I think you could get... I, I said it. I think it's close. I think it's close. He may. It's, it's not a sure thing. It's close. Yeah, he could be there. He might not be. I think he might go right now if your draft is tomorrow at this moment in time. Darren McFadden will move up right there just because of what we said had happened. But another week goes by, and who knows how things go and who winds up having a big game, and people think, okay, I like this guy a little bit more, or I'm more validated with this person who, who managed to stay healthy. It, it, I think it's close. And but by the way. I think you got to go a quarterback. I think this is very relevant. If in week three of the preseason when the starters play a half, Someone like Michael Turner goes for a buck forty-eight in the first half of a game. All of a sudden, all those people that think Michael Turner is a fifth-round draft choice can be like, "Hey, Michael Turner, you know, yeah, Michael Turner, man, he's a workhorse, you know." Yeah, I have reaction. Oh, yep. Constantly. I, is there? Is it? Do any of us like Michael Turner this year? Is there any of no. us? No. Right. Nobody. No. None and, of us like Michael Turner. And let's just keep one thing in mind. I know it was the first week of preseason. I know I love Darren McFadden. I drafted him last year. I drafted him in the first round. Okay. But we sit here and we him and haul about what a, what explosiveness he showed last night, and how good he looked. How many points did the Raiders score last night? As many as you and I did. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't mean a hill of beans if he gains a lot of yards. Look at Demarco Murray last year; two total touchdowns. Let's go back to the phones. Vince in Indianapolis. Vince, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I got a 12-team dynasty league IDP. Uh, we protect 13 players each. Um, I've got the number five pick. So if Luke Keekley's there, I'm going to take him, but I'm afraid he's going to go at four. So I'm kind of stuck between maybe Blackman and Bobby Wagner. 
just wanted to get your guys' opinion on what you might do there. Honestly, I really don't want a Jacksonville wide receiver, but, you know, I don't want to miss out on a top prospect either. Coogley looks like he's going to be good, especially with Beeson coming off of the the, sur- the surgery. He's He's been injured quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years. He could be a ridiculously good yeah, IDP. Yeah, because Beeson missed all of last year. good I IDP. got hurt second but week of the Blackman's, season. Blackman, I know he plays for the Jaguars, but when you're talking Dynasty League, you, you can't just look at the here and now. Right. You've got to look way ahead in the future. That, and and, and talent alone, Blackman is probably the best wide receiver in the 2012 class. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I completely agree. I think the whole... The, the operative phrase there was Dynasty League because if you're looking at this year, I don't like Blackman. Right now, the Jacks can't really, you know, get their offense going because of the MJD situation. And you have no idea whether Blaine Gabbert's going to be the quarterback going forward. This year, Blaine Gabbert is the quarterback, so I don't like Blackman. But after LaRon Robinson flames out and Gabbert proves he can't play and the Jags have to go another direction, maybe they get a good quarterback next year. I'm just prognosticating one possible eventuality, then all of a sudden, Blackman's a great player. He doesn't look he's like he's playing it. with Matt Barkley. I'm just making the point. <laughs> sure. That, that could th- happen. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just illustrating Fab's point that it's, it's kind of like how you like me now versus how you like me later. Mm-hmm. And how you like me now for Blackman is not great, but we're talking a dynasty. Let league. me give you a perfect example. Calvin Johnson, what were his rookie numbers? You could probably name them right off the top of your head, Harrison, or get close. I think it was 1,023 yards or 980. No, he was. He oh, was at a second year. He was in the seven hundred. No, one year he went seven seventy. That, that maybe he, that was it. I, he see was, now you put me on the spot. You well, put me on the spot. Typically, you know, I know. This stuff right How off dare the top you not know Calvin Johnson's thought, rookie stats I, off the top of but your so head? But you don't understand. This is a guy who knew who the DH was for the Texas Rangers. I know he does. You're he's like nineteen eighty eight. You're right. You're right. Seven fifty six was. So you've got to look at that as an example. I'm not saying Blackman's going to be Calvin Johnson. That's certainly not what I'm saying. But Johnson, based on the numbers. I mean, he was a mediocre fantasy mm-hmm. player at best in his rookie year, and then things just got better and better for him uh, throughout the last four years. So, again, uh, that that kid in Carolina, though, he's got a shot to be something special at, at linebacker. But I think Blackman's the guy if uh, Cookley's not there. Uh, is that how you pronounce his name, Cookley? Yeah, is just Cookley. like you, we, we, except we put the L in. All right, Smith. <laughs> NFL Fantasy Ellen. Live. Jason Smith. I'm going to watch that in a kooky. No, L-N. He's, he's saying I'm oh. kooky. Oh. Yeah, see, well, you, that went right over your head. He's Elliot Harrison. He's Michael Fabiano. I'm Jason Smith. Your phone number is 888-963-2682, 888-XM-FANTASY. Uh, real quick, other quarterback news wanted to get to here. We know, and this is, this is kind of how Arizona is doing it, John Skelton is ahead of Kevin Cobb in the quarterback derby. Okay, that's great. Kevin Cobb is going to start this weekend's game. Okay, but the fact that John Skelton is the leader right now is great news if you want to draft any Cardinal outside of their defense because we know Kevin Cobb has trouble getting Larry Fitzgerald the football, and you don't you know that offense is not going to go with Kevin Cobb. Skelton is the quarterback. Fabs, what's the difference between, let's put it this way, the difference in Larry Fitzgerald's value if mm-hmm. Kevin Cobb is the quarterback versus John Skelton being the quarterback? Well, if we look at the numbers last year, Larry Fitz had eight touchdowns. Six of those came from the hand of John Skelton. And the yardage and the receptions were, were kind of close. There wasn't a huge discrepancy in terms of Cobb versus Skelton uh, when it came to Fitzgerald. But the touchdown passes were the big thing. And to me, as a fantasy fan, I like Skelton better than Cobb. Not because I think Skelton's going to become a number one fantasy quarterback. Maybe he becomes a decent two and a matchup-based starter but because of what he does to the value of Arizona's best fantasy player. And in my opinion, he improves it. I tell you what, Skelton reminds – you remember Tecmo Super Bowl two, and you have Tim Rosenball, the Cardinals quarterback. Oh, before he went to go be a calf roper. Yeah, yeah. I ended up just running Johnny Johnson all the time. That's the way I feel about the Cardinals right now. People don't realize that Ken Wisenhunt was with Pittsburgh, okay? They ran the football when he was in Pittsburgh. That's what he likes to do. Yes, they they aired it out when Kurt Warner was there and Todd Haley was receiver. I, I get that, but you don't have Kurt Warner back there anymore. So even if John Skelton wins a job, he's not going to go back there flinging the ball 45 times a game. 
I would not start John Skelton in a 20-team league. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be funny. I wouldn't start him in a 20-team league. I don't think he's an option at all. And no, I wouldn't start him either. But what he does for Larry Fitzgerald's value is if they go into this season and, they, and they're saying Kevin Cobb is our starting quarterback, if I'm drafting into the first round, middle of the second round, and Larry Fitzgerald is up there, I'm not taking him. I'm Jason, passing. I'm not ta- passing. Before, but if John Skelton's the quarterback, then I'll say, okay, before I'll take we, before we get to break, Before we get to break, uh, last year Skelton – had a 300-yard 300, 300 game. Uh, his last four games, 282, 313, 297, and 271. That, to me, is a matchup-based starter without doubt and possibly a number 2 fantasy quarterback. Those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. There it is. Agree or disagree at 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682, or get your question in via Twitter as well. That's SiriusXMFantasy at SiriusXMFantasy. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison coming up. Continue to help you out with all the questions you have for your fantasy draft coming up this August or early September. And also, there is a brand new running back to hit our rankings this week after he gets signed by a team that is in a bad need of running backs. We'll tell you where you slot him coming up next at Sirius210XM87. Dalton hands it off. Benson trying for running him up the middle. He gets to the one. He leans forward. There's the signal. Touchdown, Cedric Benson. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Network and NFL.com here with you. The number is 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY, as we answer your questions throughout the rest of our show here today. But before we get back to the phones... You heard Cedric Benson, a highlight of a Cedric Benson touchdown there, a forgotten man, someone we thought, well, that's it for Cedric Benson. He's done now. Suddenly he is so far back in fantasy relevance, we didn't see it coming. Signed by the Green Bay Packers. He said he turned down another couple of teams uh, before he made his decision to go to Green Bay. So suddenly now you have to consider him to be the favorite to take over the job from James Starks because they wouldn't have signed him if they thought James Starks was going to be able to carry the load. He looked good early in camp the last couple of weeks. They've not been not been happy with James Starks, so here comes Cedric Benson. They don't run the football a lot in Green Bay. I feel like the, the, the most interesting man in the world. They don't run the ball a lot in Green Bay, but, but when, when they, they do, do, they'll run with Cedric Benson. <laughs> How does he debut in your rankings, Fabs? He's, to me, in the mid-30s. He's somebody that could be a possible flex starter. As you mentioned, they don't run the ball very much. I interviewed Greg Jennings earlier this offseason, and he said that they want to make a point of improving the effectiveness of their running game. So there's still a lot of running backs there now, and they're all sort of ho-hum. Benson's the best out of the bunch. You've got James Starks, who clearly has been unimpressive in training camp and is dealing with turf toe. You've got Alex Green, who's coming off of an ACL, who's fighting for that third down job in that offense. So Benson won't be a featured back, but right now to me, if I had to pick a Packers running back to draft in fantasy, it would be Cedric Benson, but I wouldn't want him playing a huge role on my fantasy team. Yeah, I think I I think I avoid him. You know, Cedric Benson started in the flex for me last year, but he was also, you know, he was a clear cut number one in Cincinnati last year. And we don't really know what his role is going to be in Green Bay. I will say this: the Packers do need to run the football. I understand that their offense is explosive, but what does running the football do for you? Well, it slows down the pass rush. That sure would have helped against the Giants in the playoffs. Yeah, but the, it works so well for them. I think they're going to look at this game and say, well, we weren't sharp. They had practiced, what, one time all week because you had the death of, of Philbin's son that was very tragic, and I, they just weren't sharp. They, if they played that game a week from when they played, they would have won. Aaron Rodgers missed some open plays. I think they go into the season thinking last year was a missed opportunity. We were the best team in football. We're going to continue to do what we do. I, I don't see an, an, an overall jump to run the football anymore. I mean, you know, John Kuhn's going to get his 45 touchdowns on 45 catches. But I don't see, you know, is Cedric Benson going to be someone that they can rely on? Is going to suddenly carry the ball 25 times a game? I understand that. No, I I just, I I think that Benson is, he's he's a flex, hopefully. And I think you draft him and think, hmm, well, maybe. Let somebody else say, Cedric Benson on the Packers, they're going to run the football with him. He's going to do so well. I'm going to take him early because he's a guy coming off 3,000-yard seasons. All that stuff is true, but they're just not going to commit to run the football like you think. I understand that. 
But also keep in mind that if you hit Jennings for 28, Tex Cobb for 20, and Jordy for a 35-yard touchdown, you're not giving your defense much of a blow. And, I mean, Green Bay's defense struggled last year. Stop scoring touchdowns. No. No. Aaron Rodgers, listen, Aaron, we we have to stop scoring touchdowns. What we need to do is take some time off the clock with some drives, maybe fumble, maybe throw a pick, maybe call a couple timeouts. But this whole three plays and a touchdown thing, this is not working for us anymore. But how often does just trying to outscore everyone win you the Super Bowl? It didn't work for New England, did it? No, it didn't. But I don't think they're going to change their philosophy and suddenly become a team that, hey, we're going to run. We got Cedric Benson now. I mean, there's a reason Cedric Benson's out on the street in the I middle agree. of August. I agree. I'm just saying it's smart for Green Bay to try to run the football. It, it, Whether Cedric Benson is sure. is a viable flex option, you know, I'll leave that up to you. And by the way, uh, Fabs, I got a text here from uh, Fish, guy I used to work at uh, – well, I worked in this industry a long time with. He's very disappointed I didn't know Calvin Johnson's numbers as well. I, I, I have to say, I was a little is that surprised the first, too. I, I, That's I the dropped first the time ball. I, I, let me tell you. There, at one point, I think Harris and I were out hanging out uh, someplace, grabbing dinner or whatever it was, and I, I, I we, were, we were talking about Yankees because I'm a big Yankees fan, and then you talked about the Rangers and how the Yankees and the Rangers had these rivalries going on in the playoffs, you know, back back in the day, and Harrison named off their whole starting lineup in He's like a freak. 1990, whatever it was, and telling me he he and and, and the the most impressive thing was that. You knew exactly the batting average, the home run total, and the RBI total of Pete Incavilia one year. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I looked it on uh, probaseballreference.com, and I said, he's right on. He knew every single one. So, Fish, I'm a little disappointed in Harry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. This, when we were at the Super Bowl at a bar one night, we sat down, and I had on my phone the 83 NFL draft. Oh, man, I forgot And he, and he said, I bet you I could do everybody in the 83 NFL draft. I said, really, top to bottom? Yeah. So we spent like an hour. It was awesome. I said, okay, going through the pick. 83 NFL draft. I want to say eventually he got two or three wrong. A couple I had to give him a hint on and say, mm-hmm. okay, this guy was this, this guy was this. But he got everybody. Everybody from the first round of the 83. Everybody knows the quarterbacks. No one knows whoever else was taken in the 83 draft. And you, you just need a little bit of hint you got them all so i gotta say the calvin johnson thing is is you know it's a little disappointing i, I, I gotta agree i gotta agree speaking of draft picks what do you think about what pete carroll's doing with his draft pick oh i'll tell you what i know russell wilson right now Here, here's what the, the seahawks are doing it's now going to be a, a matt flynn russell wilson show this mm-hmm. weekend wilson wilson had a pretty good game he did. On that, he did and that's fine but here's here's where reality is going to trump fantasy and that's at some point the front office is going to sit Pete Carroll down and say, Pete, I just want to show you the contract that we gave to Matt Flynn this season to come in to be our quarterback. You were on board with him and see all this right here. This is what we're paying him. And if you start Russell Wilson, that does not make us look good. So it's going to it's going to wind up being Matt. Maybe Russell Wilson winds up winning the backup job, and, hey, he's pushing Matt Flynn. You never know. But Matt Flynn's going to be the guy out of the gate in Seattle. There, there's, there would be – Pete Carroll would lose all sorts of – of credibility and and the city would be would be engulfed in the biggest controversy if the big thing you did was go out and sign a quarterback and say yeah he's our guy and two months later I like what this guy what this kid has done in the preseason and OTAs and say he's your starter Matt Flynn's going to be the starter sure you know and and then from a fantasy perspective you look at Seattle's wide receivers and tight end and you look at these quarterbacks who don't have a lot of experience oh by the way Matt Flynn has started two career games you got to figure there's going to be interceptions. And I know interceptions are not something that we talk about a lot in fantasy, but they do cost you points. Fabs mentioned John Skelton. Yeah, Skelton had some big yardage totals, but in every one of those games, he threw two interceptions, three interceptions. I think Skelton, actually, I've got his stats page up right now, 14 interceptions and only 275 attempts. You talked about Phillip Rivers at the top of the show. Where would you place him? Well, the only reason why Phillip Rivers wasn't a top performer last year were those 20 interceptions. It was minus 40 points for you, just like that. So, I just saw a little bit of breaking news come across the wire here. Oh, we got breaking news here. NFL Fantasy Live. What is it? T- Philip Rivers has TMZ been is reporting that Evelyn Lozada has filed for divorce from Chad Johnson after six oh. weeks of marriage, which means that the Kim Kardashian, Chris Humphreys wedding marriage is now, what, maybe two months longer than, or a month longer than these guys stayed together. So, Chad Johnson's had a pretty bad week. Spent a week, uh, spent a night in jail. And uh, got cut by the Dolphins. And now his wife of six weeks 
has filed for divorce. If you're in a celebrity marriage fantasy league and, and you had Chad Johnson and Evan Lozado, you're, you're, you're really bummer. You, you need to hit the waiver wire right now. <laughs> you need to scan the waiver wire. You know what's sad about this? Oh, for man. all For all the antics and for all the stuff that's come out about Chad Johnson, Chad Johnson was a good ball player. I, I mean, he really was. I mean, from a reality or fantasy sense. Obviously, he has the numbers. But the guy would go over the middle and take a hit. Mm-hmm. And to me, he was a better player than T.J. Hushmanzada was. And Hushmanzada oh, got a, he a lot of credit. And I, I just think it's sad that this is the – if this is it, that the punchline on his career is just that he was kind of a knucklehead, fun guy, and it ended like this, it stinks because he was a very good player for the better part of a decade. You know, he's, he's a, his career is a lot like Shaq's career where they both got to a point where they realized entertaining is much more fun than actually playing. And Shaq really stopped. He, he relied on his physical talents all the way till the end. Never really tried to develop a lot of game because he was, look, I'm a big bully. And he wore that as, as a sense of pride. The same thing with Chad Johnson. He was a great player for a long time. Then realized, I want to be somebody different. And when you're somebody different, I mean, how much has he done on the field? I mean, you couldn't grasp the Patriot system. If you study, you can grasp the Patriot system over the course of a season. So, yeah, it's too bad that that's how it's going to end. Smith, and, you know, do you feel the excitement? I am feeling the excitement because we are just seconds away from the Fantasy Cantina. Oh. And we're going to take more of your calls. Get them ready. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Line them up. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, Series 210, XM87. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 